you are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie Back. We're in here. Welcome to the Feedback Podcast. Uh, my name is Back. As always, I got my boy Obi in the house. How you doing, man? What's up, guys? We got returning champ Alex. What's up, y'all? What's up? It's been a while, but yeah, it's been it's been a little bit. It's been a minute, but we want to hear from you. So, <laughs> and. Making our third appearance on the Feedback Podcast, we got Kim. Scott, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. I'm in Austin. That's where you guys are, right? Yeah. <laughs> For the first time, we're in the same city. Oh, we're all in the same there city you today? Yeah, you, oh, you got the man. nice background. It's this like third time. Right? I'm in my office. You didn't recognize mm-hmm. your own city? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that, it, that, it took me a second. That skyline's changed so much over yeah. the last, yeah, right. <laughs> not even last year, let alone 20. Yep. It makes sense. So um, I want to start off, first of all, I want to start off with some, on some somber notes because, uh, well, Malik B from The Roots passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know Malik B, he's one of the uh, co-founders of The Roots Crew. If you don't know The Roots Crew, and if your reference of The Roots Crew is The Tonight Show, then do your homework. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're missing out on the Legendary crew, I mean uh, – Quest Love and uh, Black Thought, all of them. So rest in peace, Malik B. And then yeah. I want to I want to talk about this Herman Cain death for for a little bit. Yeah, um, that yeah, I just saw that came out today. today too. Yeah. Uh, first of all, how did you how did you like? Did it do anything to you when he when you found out? Like, how did you? Was it just another one? Like, what? How did you feel, Obi? Me, uh, it was uh, it was sad because I I think when um the news first came out that he got COVID that I just assumed that he recovered like in a week or two, like all the other people that kind of test positive and they kind of get out, but I didn't, I, I n- had no idea he was still battling it like all the way since that Tulsa um, rally. So it was, it was sad. It was, it was sad. Like I, I didn't really like any of his politics, but just the fact that, you know, the guy that was trying kind of passed away as a family. It was just sad news. I mean, it's sad when anybody dies. Let's not be heartless. Yeah. Here. Yeah. But it, it, did anybody feel like, well, he's been like anti-mask. He's been like touting uh, personal liberties on Twitter, talking about, yeah, we don't have masks. You shouldn't wear, there shouldn't be a mandate for masks. And next thing you know, he catches it. And he paid a price, the ultimate price. I mean, that's really kind of where I was coming from is at this point, we've become so polarized on this topic with the mask and it's becoming so dramatic that the way that I've just been looking at it is like, there's so many people arguing back and forth. And he was one of those people, just like anyone else who feels that they have a right to do whatever they want to do. We can argue those points all day, but he did not want to wear the mask. And unfortunately he was 74 you know, so he was at risk, at a higher risk anyway. He mm-hmm. was shown many times at a couple of those events with other uh, prominent figures not wearing a mask, and they weren't either. So I think it's not something I definitely want to show um, some sort of, I want respect for his death, you know, obviously, but it does speak to if that's what he chose to do, and that's the uh, circumstances that occurred from that, um, then that's, you know, what's going to happen. I think you're, you're either way, you're going to get people that go, who knows if the mask could have helped him? You're just get, you're going to get people on either side. So I don't really have an opinion on so much the mask as much as like he was 
so you know, so in support of not wearing the mask, he got coronavirus. But you're still going to have people that are going to say it wasn't about the mask. He still could have gotten it. He could have transmitted it. He could have not. So I mean, at the end of the day, we're still going to sure. be at you know the same starting point. But I mean, it's sad that it happened. Um, and I see just uh, a few more people that are on the Republican side that are you know I was watching Twitter today and they they were wearing masks. So I found that to be a little interesting that they were like, oh. Somebody died from our side, so we're gonna put those masks on now. So that that's just what my observation was. All right, Alex. Yeah, yeah. Kind of piggyback what she was saying about now. All of a sudden, when it when it hits closer to home, we become reactionary people. Right. You know, like why does it take? You know, why does it take this to be all of a sudden? Oh, now we gotta do this or now we got to do that i mean it doesn't even have to be covid related it could be anything mm -hmm. um it, it i mean you can't be proactive for everything because it's, it's a new something new is going to come up that we're not going to be prepared for um it's just almost impossible to be ready for, for every day but it just sucks whenever there's something that this this is a worldwide thing like we've talked about this on so many other podcasts like this is a worldwide pandemic like this is nothing new. Well, let me let, like, me let me let me let me push it a little further. Then, if tomorrow Trump gets it, or someone like really, I know they get tested all the time. I know even let's well, let's stick with Trump. Would he even say that he got it? I don't think like, so. Would you? I don't would think, you, I don't would think you trust would. that he would even? Would you trust that he would actually be a leader that said that would actually admit to that? I mean, because. Do we because Got it, or do we trust that he he would either not say he got it, or say he got it and he bit it, he he beat it because of his diagnosis that he well, or his. He'll, he'll, so he'd get it. He he'd get it, and and then if he actually ended up beating it, then they'll come out and be like, "Oh yeah, I took that hydroxy whatever chloroquine, and now <laughs> look at me, I beat it, I win, I'm a winner." Like he he'll find a way to spin it yeah. as either he's a victim or he wins. I mean, there's only right. two ways yeah. you can submit, but he'll make it like a big deal. Just like, I mean, uh, yeah, the, the last three years have been, I mean, you're, to your point back, the last three years that we've seen of him as president, it, it speaks to your point exactly. Like he'll, it's, it's all about winning. It's not about the greater good of people. It's not, it's not, about, it's not about anything but him. It's, it's very know, much about him. So, I mean, he was pushing to push the election off today. Yeah, um, he's already stated that he doesn't feel during this time that the election could be 100% with the mail-in ballot. It's rigged, folks. It's rigged. So he's, he's already, yeah, yeah, it's rigged. I know it's rigged. I'm the smartest person in the history of all time, so I know about rigged election. <laughs> so yeah, like, he's, you know, he's already kind of, like, playing us for that and preparing us. It's it's narcissistic grooming, you know. I'm going to come from that angle, y'all yeah. already. yeah. So, I saw like one of my friends posted on Facebook today, like, man, day by day, we're getting closer, closer to like a fascist nation. And it's like, it's just kind of like setting us up for like this horrible, horrible future, <laughs> like kind of warming everybody. Like, you know, we should delay this. So like, I don't know. It's no, it, 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 yeah. it can't. I mean, the, the no matter what happens, the presidency expires in january that's in the constitution so if you want to change that you got to get it yeah but see, get but, but see what you just said it's in the constitution he's already <laughs> ignoring what's in the constitution yeah so. but something like that is this is that that's too big that, that there's he doesn't have the 
mean, this is what it does. This is what it does. Like he'll throw an idea out and you don't even know whether he's serious or not. Like when you say like drink, you know, Lysol or whatever, like he'll say it, it sounds idiotic, but he, he doesn't, you never know if he's like, if it's joking or if it's serious and no matter well, what think- people will still take it as, yo, this is serious because this is the president talking. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like whenever, you know, a, a person that thinks he's a chef, they're trying to figure out when spaghetti's made. They just try and throw it up against the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even with the bleach comment, um, you know, that, that was another thing. I'm not defending Trump at all, but I do, but I do a lot of like reflecting and watching people's behavior. And one of the things with his press conference was that he kept looking at the scientist guy that was doing trials and he kept saying, you know, I know bleach kills us on surfaces. Wouldn't it be nice if we could find something that works like bleach that kills it, but within the body. So, I mean, to, to play devil's advocate there, I think that he was actually speaking to like, he was not saying drink bleach. I went over that video a thousand times. What I think is that people took it and they said, Oh, he said drink bleach. And so where your what your, your (laughs) point is exactly right is that sometimes lost in translation, they'll hear what they want, run with that. And that's where you go. So, you know, that's, that's where I'm kind of worried right now is that anything that comes out from the Trump side of things is going to be skewed, twisted, manipulated. And it's either going to be, it's sometimes not always from him. And we need to understand that sometimes it's from his camp. Sometimes it's from his son. Sometimes it's from his supporters. Think so? I think it comes out of his head. I think it's just like, no, no, he has no, an idea. From him. There's more, more than just him. There's more that we have to look out for. So people are like, it's just Trump. So they're just watching Trump's words only. And I'm like, no, but you've got his son going on the view spouting ridiculous, vitriol, disgusting commentary. You've got his supporters that are posting fake news type, you know, articles. So you have to be aware of where your information is coming from, not just watching Trump and blaming him. It's a, it's an entire movement of people that you got to watch and see how they're adjusting. It's the, the, the news that follows him. These days, um, I did notice Fox uh, News. Um, I don't know if you got you guys caught last week, but Chris um, Wallace, the, the Chris Wallace, uh, interview? yeah, he really yeah, yeah, came yeah. yeah, that he, was really- that that was that was great. But I think that people saw him for who he was. When you say things like "I'm going to be right eventually," it, it's it, it it's mind boggling. Obi, you posted this video uh, on Facebook recently about. I forgot what paper did it. It's about how um, people overseas see the oh, United yeah. States, and it, yeah, the New it, York it, Times put it out. Yeah, so they 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 played uh, they put a bunch of people in front of uh, uh, basically like you know Trump speeches, uh, press conferences or interviews or whatever, and they had people from Germany, people from Senegal, big up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had people from, uh, I think, South Korea or Australia. Yeah, Germany, and, everywhere. Yeah, and, and they were all like, I-, I can't believe this is happening. One girl started crying. She was like, I can't believe like uh, the, the United States has mass graves. And they were showing, pic- they were showing footage of like literally, um, how do you call these things again? Like bulldozers, mm-hmm. like digging and putting, uh, putting uh, oh, yeah, caskets so, in the ground. Yeah, digging up. Yeah, because yeah. people, I think people like we mean me and Bat. We've had this conversation a lot of times. Like people that live here in uh, the United States, like don't really understand it. They don't get world news. Like we're in this big media bubble over here that we don't really understand how we're viewed 
like overseas and how they kind of look at us like during this pandemic. Like right. I, I even posted something like a while back saying like showing kind of where American passports are valid right now. We're like our passports are only valid in about probably like somewhere around 20 countries. You American passports. That's like we're we're blocked off to like we're so isolated, like like in the terms of like where we could go in the world right now that it's just it's a really bad, bad look. And just our leadership is just. But, you know, but that, I, but I think that I mean, that comes from a lot of other stuff, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody somebody like so speaking from somebody who was in the military. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've stuck our nose in a lot of people's businesses that we didn't need to be in. Yeah. You're talking about decades and decades of just, of just us just kind of, I wouldn't say bullying around, but we, but we, we were that, we were that, we were, we were that new kid on the block that all of a sudden we had to be the police of the world because we had all these resources and we had all this military. We had the, we had the mobilization. Um, all you want is serves your interest. do so. Well, I'll add that to well, I mean, that. I'm, 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 well, I'm just saying, like, it's just like it. It's just one of those things where I just think it was just so, so much has built up, and now we're at this tipping point of like now nobody wants to deal with us. I mean, nobody already likes us. I've been all over the world, and I've seen like there's countries that they just don't like us. They like our yeah. money. Mm-hmm. No, but they like the culture. It, you know, you know, you know what? Growing up in France, uh, we realized that you know the. Uh, the United States, it's too, too long to say, America's biggest export is its culture. It's entertainment, it's Hollywood. I think that's its biggest export because everything and that, that comes that, from, that comes from a very, like, this only comes from like one real demographic of people. Let's just put, let's just be real about it. Yeah, but I mean, people <laughs> like the American culture overseas, but they don't necessarily like the American people or American politics. Did, did right. you Actually, see, and American see- politics. Did you see that uh, meme that was going around? Maybe I think it was like last week. What do you call Karens in Europe? Americans. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's so oh, true. Actually, uh, I will, so I will say the, the the French are pretty bad tourists as well. The French. So I never... actually got added, like at added, by a New York Times reporter. I woke up. And my clients were like, you're in my newsfeed on Twitter. And I was like, about what? Because I haven't been really online lately to get too controversial. But I reposted one of my clients' words about that black and white challenge of women that has gone around that originated in Turkey, right? Which we, I mean, Americans had not recognized that it originated in Turkey. But we figured it out and people have been doing that. I used my photo to bring awareness to Breonna Taylor's murder and different people, you know, just posted the photo. Other people used causes. Well, there was a New York Times reporter that posted um, an article uh, about it being so negative and um, different things about Americans not, you know, paying attention and all these different things had some good points, but it basically said it was rich celebrities that was driving this, this whole challenge, which it really wasn't. It was about 1% celebrities. Mm -hmm. And then the other women were just vanity, self-absorbed, all this stuff. All I did was I had a client that um, deals with depression. And so she wrote me and said, thank you for sending me this challenge. It got me up. It got me out of bed and it got me going. And I did my hair and like, you know, for a day, I felt like I belonged into a community. And there was a lot of women that said that. So all I did was repost that. Well, I wake up to this news reporter that like, like shows my Instagram story that said, 
the vitriol from the black and white selfie crowd, the Karens of the world is just out of this world. I, I didn't even say anything. I just said, you know, my client had a good experience with this. And so the, the challenge goes deeper. Let's remind ourselves that it started in Turkey. And so underneath that, I could give a shit with some New York Times reporter. Yeah, I, like, I hope you had a lot of clicks. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually got a lot of clicks. I was like, thank you. Thank you for the clout there. That was great. But the, the higher point to it was that I, I didn't have time to argue with her. I'm too old for that shit. But what I was doing is I was reading the comments just to kind of gather an, an understanding. And I'll wrap this up here. I was noticing people that were not from this country, um, that were from overseas or whatever, that kind of mm-hmm. shared in her opinion of whatever the challenge was. I guess they were probably upset that Americans had taken on the Turkish challenge or whatever, but they kept calling me a Karen. They were like, basically, and I was like, well, I mean, I didn't do anything. And they're like, well, you're, you're a Karen because you're an American. So exactly what Obi is saying, I got like hundreds of people calling me a Karen because I was American on this one topic. And I was like, how am I a Karen for just reposting well, that it was a positive thing? It, so I agree with that. It, I mean, Americans are Karens now. Does it, does it matter? I want to touch on this black and white picture thing that's, that's been going around. Um, so, yeah, the, the issue at hand, the way this thing started is about uh, the woman in Turkey. Uh, I forgot what the whole thing is. But anyway, it, it's not. a. She was, she was murdered and the women started realizing that they could become another black and white photo. So women in uh, Turkey. That's right. Yeah. They were put in on newspapers. Yeah. They just become black and white photos. And so many women get murdered from domestic violence or whatever. And it's just another photo. So the right. challenge went up to say you could be next. Yes, but what I saw a lot of was, hey, yes, women empowerment, you know, thanks you for yeah. challenge accepted, and no mention of the, this issue at all. So No, at first no one knew. So the original challenge, there no was a knew. black and white challenge. No one, well, the, the original challenge wasn't necessarily connected to that. There's some confusion on if somebody took that challenge, made it their own version, and there's no original person to know who started yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I mean, these trends are going to be trends all over. So, like, what I wrote in my Instagram post was these trends are every single week. So, instead of me just saying challenge accepted, I'm going to use it to go deeper. And then I wrote about the Breonna Taylor story and posted what people could do. But at the end of the day, it was about a lot of women who are either depressed, going through issues that are abused, that are in, I mean, there's a deep, so many different women had different reasons for it. So, I see both sides. I think that once we as Americans knew, American women knew that it originated in Turkey, that we should have, like I did, and a bunch of people posted the original challenge and said, here's what's going on. We should have done that. And a lot of us did. Um, But there were a lot of women from Turkey that were in support of American women doing this challenge as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's all... That's all good. It's, I, I, it's the game of telephone, kind of. People don't really yeah, know. People, it's lost in translation. People are just doing it because, oh, my friend just nominated me Nominated me to take a black and white picture. I'm just going to do it because, you know, besties and go women and all that. Um, so, yeah, people will give it whatever meaning they want. It, right. It, it's just that, and I'm not, you know, nobody's going to say, you know, you know, fuck women empowerment. Maybe some douchebag. <laughs> yeah. you know, but, right. I mean, I, I get yeah, it. There's always somebody. Yeah, I, I, I get it. Um, but it, 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 again, it, it's one of those, oh, there's this trendy thing that everybody's doing, so I have to hop on and, and do it myself. Like the yeah. black, the, black the, square the on Instagram a while back. 
for Black Lives Matter. I think the one thing to kind of think about when you, you when you saw kind of you know what the source of that challenge came from, and then you see kind of the response where a lot of people kind of took it as a moment to kind of post like a a glamorous kind of photo of the, of themselves is mm-hmm. realizing the people that did find out about the challenge are people kind of that go and dig deeper and do research on on stuff like you can like you were one of the people I saw kind of connected to where it kind of came from but then the other ones that kind of just saw the face value with oh my other friend posted this black and white selfie and it said challenge accepted I'll do the exact same thing but they don't really kind of take that extra effort to kind of research where is it where is this starting right. from what what why am I writing challenge accepted or or yeah so to, to, to face point uh, you know Facebook activism or social media activism if you just do hashtag awareness is great don't get me wrong awareness is is, is great when when it's in large numbers and but if there's no there's no uh, call to action it's kind of like lost in the you know, it lost in, in all the bullshit that's out there. Yeah, and- I mean, that's what I wrote on my post. I, I had been tagged. I mean, I what I do want to do is I, I can see there's some people that are watching that are followers of mine that are not followers. Ugh, sorry, friends of mine um, that are definitely somebody. These are some of the women that interacted with me on that. Some of these some of the women didn't know where the original one started from. But from a mental health perspective, when they got a message, it wasn't just they saw their friends post a glamorous shot that, by the way, some of the Turkey, a lot of, a lot of these Turkey, Tur- Turkish women posted glamorous photos, by the way. So mm-hmm. it's not about the, the type of photo, right? But a lot yeah. of the challenge yeah. that went around said, I'm nominating you because you are an amazing person. I, I know you have good values. I value as a woman. You are strong and you are powerful. And I want you to know that I see you. So a lot of women with COVID and everything else, they had not been seen. They had no reason to get up. They've been social distancing. They had been depressed. They had had Taking anxiety. Care of kids. You have a huge, this part of the yeah. population that really did need that. So I want to recognize them, but I also want to recognize yeah, that's that, yes, there is a group of people that didn't, even after knowing the true story, in mine, I had been nominated about 15 times over about four days before I actually posted because I was, I was like, I can't do the empty yeah. hashtag. And but that's my- not, but that's, but, but Kim, like I was going to say, like, that's not why I was bringing it. I was just pretty much bringing it just as like a sidebar, but I'm not ever going to shit on somebody for like, oh, like I was whether, whether, whether it was, whether it was the Turkish point or whether it was like just the, the, the women empowerment point. I'm not, it's, it's good that people like people are boosting everyone up to begin with in general. That that's, that's good. I'm just saying like, no, and I wasn't, I yeah, I wasn't going against you. Yeah, I was yeah. agreeing with the point that, like, once a person, I wanted to acknowledge that those women did that, and that's totally okay if they wanted to do it. But once we know, so the, the last, the roundout point I wanted to make, once we know the origin, we have a duty to then make that awareness uh, bring to call the action at that point. So it's that Maya Angelou, once I know better, I do better. I hope I may have probably murdered that, but, but you know what I mean. Once you know better, you do better. And so it's it's okay to post a black and white glamorous shot. I have a lot of black and white photos over the years myself. But once you know that it originated somewhere, go a step further and then go into a call to action like Fox said. So that's what I want to say to women that might be watching this. No one's oh. judging what you did, but you need to go a little further you know, in, the, in that process to make it worth it because these trends happen weekly. I'm, go- I'm yeah. going to suggest a feature 
foot to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you can make a, a functionality where any kind of like activism hashtag should be tied to a link to something so that if you click it, mm-hmm. it's not just a search. It goes, oh, this is what you're supporting. This is where you go to actually take action because social media activism just, nah, I, I don't think it, it, it does. It's, it's, it's not as effective. As hey, well, donate to Black Lives Matter, or hey, here's your, you can call your congressman, or whatever. Have a landing page that has all that information, and people can, can take action on whatever whatever they want uh, related related to the to the issue. Because yeah. it, it becomes too easy. It becomes well, too easy. Of, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's just it's, it's uh, real quick. It's just it, for me. Like when I saw it happening, I I, I knew what it was about. Like kind of like right at the beginning. And it, it, it turned into almost like, and and Baki probably know about it, like the whole like when everybody was putting the France flag. Oh, just she shot me. Facebook, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm French like, all of a like, sudden. Like, oh, shut up. Right. It's just like it's like <laughs> I, I feel like it's almost like when people buy gym equipment with the with the with the with the with the heart to actually like work out and get in shape and stuff like that, but then they don't even use the equipment that they purchase. It's mm-hmm. like an empty mm-hmm. gesture. You know, yeah. and I feel like, yeah. you know, for me, like for me, and I'm a man of faith. So my faith, like, I don't do this whole like, hey, I did this or I donated to that. Like, I just do it. And and, and I make my peace with my higher power because mm-hmm. I did it for, for that reason. So I could get right this way. So I could get right with you guys, you know, I mean, and, and it's not a, I think at, at first when I was seeing a lot of people, a lot of people on my, on my feed, these are i mean it was just to get that that click you know it wasn't there was no like like what kimberly was saying there was no origin point it was just like let me post this beautiful black and white picture of myself and then it was just like that's it and then we there was no like, follow-up like, or anything like that because right i don't be- know it just because right before that it was the black squares with the yeah. black light and then right before and then even going back decades ago with the yellow yellow wristbands the live strong lance armstrong bracelets mm-hmm. which is supposed yeah. to be like awareness for um cancer. for cancer research yeah. and stuff so we see it all the time but people kind of it's just we're just saying i guess take that extra step to kind yeah. of like, yeah, Obi, uh, you wanted to yeah, you had a segue <laughs> yeah but i was gonna say like because you were bringing up uh facebook twitter and uh instagram making a suggestion but right now they've been they're like under fire because of uh censorship with the these frontline doc- doctors yeah. that kind of went to DC, and they were these doctors were promoting that they've been treating several patients like all like in their general practices, mm-hmm. and they've been using that hydroxychloroquine medicine and zinc and what was the third the third medication that they were saying um was helpful, and they were saying that it, it's been helping uh, like treat covid patients and then all the in these videos the video of like their speech on uh, in dc was getting pulled down like you would have thought they were posting like the ending of marvel's endgame <laughs> and it was getting deleted like so fucking fast off of you could hey, like the moment online, you click on the video there. and you refreshed it that video was deleted and i it was it was like a frenzy trying to watch this video and then like everyone was like and then you start noticing that everybody has like extremely strong opinions on who 
on what's true and what's not. And Facebook's whole response to it was like, well, this video has misinformation. So that's why we're removing it from all these platforms. And so did YouTube, like was removing it. So what was your take when you saw this video come out this week? Honestly, I didn't even pay attention to that one. So I'm like, this, you did it, you all, all, it? I, all I saw was like demon something, sex demons that was trending for a uh, minute and a half. Yeah, one, of, one of the doctors also, she said, if, 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 you know, Facebook doesn't allow these videos up, God is, Jesus is going to burn Facebook down. I mean, she just came out and said that. So me, it, it was, uh, she could be a very smart person. But then when you say something like that, you go to, you know, faith extremism. I'm also a person yeah. of faith. You know, Alexi, but when you go to extremism like that, you already negate anything that you might believe you could share with anybody because people think you're crazy. So that was that so, comment. Yeah. yeah. Well, some of y'all might know already because I posted about this already. Like, I have a connection to that main doctor, the Nigerian doctor that was. Is your cousin? No, she's not uh, my cousin. The yeah, African way cousin. Hold on, the African way it, cousin. It, you know, it, like because like, I had a different reaction when I watched the video because immediately when i saw her and i saw her and like i realized what her name was i was like holy crap i've talked to this doctor before i talked to this doctor last year when i was like going through like all of my leg complications like i had another uh physician refer me because i was trying to figure out what was going on with my leg so i was like they they said hey you should talk to this uh doctor in houston since you're yeah. trying to go to houston and like they have a pretty good hospital like this one might be able to figure out what's going on and it's stella emmanuel the one that's like in this video I so went to this like doctor. so when i so when i watched it i was just like okay immediately like i didn't have to go through that whole are, are these actors are these real doctors i knew immediately this is a real doctor because i've talked to her before yeah so so then i started kind of listening to kind of what they were saying and I wasn't completely, I wasn't completely there. I didn't like, cause there were, it's from what I was getting, they were saying it was a cure for COVID. And, and I know that they treated like 300 people and well, just that particular doctor treated 300 people. So I just, to me, it was just kind of like, why, like before I could even kind of fact check everything that she's saying, like the videos are starting to get taken down. And I'm just like, why are we, why are people so much, in a hurry to like block what they're saying then fact check it fact check it like why like why not like let people hear it or or it's just kind of i'm i'm very confused on is if the if the whole reason these videos are being deleted is hey it's misinformation what about like there's so many other videos i can point to misinformation too but those are not deleted like what is it about this particular one that's so egregious that Wait, is so making what, it backlash get like in seconds. So was there like instant backlash as soon as it went up? Yeah, it was like instant. So like within five minutes, though like it's I think my question is more about the censorship of, of what they're saying, like so so here's here's what I'll I'll throw into there. Um Obi, you and I I don't know everyone else's history, but you and I we share chronic disease issues. Yeah. We share that, right? So and I know we kind of talked about not going too personal, but just from a chronic illness standpoint, for the last 10 years, and I have my d degree in integrative nutrition and trauma and all of that in what I work in. So I saw the doctor too, strangely enough. I went over for heavy, met for heavy metal poisoning. So um, I knew it wasn't actors, actresses, but I also, uh, coming from the chronic illness community, 
70,000 people in Facebook groups and 100,000 in other Facebook groups and Lyme disease and heavy metal poisoning and mold poisoning. I know that the hydro, uh, hydroxychloroquine, I can't always, I can't get it right. Um, yeah. And someone's going to, why she can't be talking about it, she can't even pronounce it. But my neurological stuff is not going to let that happen right now. So I know that from my perspective, watching it for 10 years, being offered that drug myself for my own disease, mm -hmm. I studied it. I looked into it. I've, I've got seven doctors that I work with. They're amazing doctors. And none of them recommend it because it has chances of high cardiac arrest in a lot of people that don't even know they have heart conditions. Um, one of my patients, same scenario, healthy. His, uh, his mom, not my patients, my clients, his mom died because she went ahead with the, the hydrochloric. Hydro so it does kill medication. people. No, it does. from taking it. Right. And so the, the thing for but, me is that the, the way they were telling some of the statistics on it is what Facebook actually looked up and said, this is misinformation because you don't have a large enough study. So the large study has been done for 10 years. There's a reason this is not a mainstream drug yet. So when people are saying you're keeping it away because you want to spend money on the vaccine, well, they could have made tons of money on it if they would have released this years ago as an ad adequate thing because it's a what malaria it, What do you mean drug. it's but what do you mean it's not a mainstream drug? I thought there It is now. This, no, I don't this, think this is a mainstream drug. This is approved. It is now, but for 10 years there's been a study. It's a mainstream mainstream drug because they they went ahead and pushed it through. But I mean, how many of us have watched do you know a loved one that took Levaquil and had a heart attack five years later? You've seen those commercials. Hydroxychloroquine yeah. is similar to that, where they went ahead and they pushed it forward because there was a demand for it without getting a full okay that normal people are might be affected by it. So what they've labeled it as right now, I'm not saying it doesn't treat people, and I'm not saying you don't need to take it if you want to choose to take it. I've chosen not to use it for me. I have friends that have lupus. They've taken it, but what I have seen over, I'm almost 40, I had my disease since I was 12, 20 years of talking to people where this drug keeps coming up in my doctors, groups, support groups. People keep telling me, since I started this drug, I have eyesight loss. Since I started this drug, I started having heart problems. Okay, Since so, I started but, this but drug, the same, but the same thing that you're saying with those those side effects, there are another group that say it's had a positive effect for them too. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, they say it's having positive effects for them, but they're also like my friend with lupus. She's on it, right? She's like, I mean, it is keeping me alive, but I'm going blind. So yeah, they're going to speak to the positive things because it's keeping them alive. My did medication they, did they come me out alive, but it's causing me Did they come out and said, hey, this thing actually works, and I have proof because I, I, read, I get this article here that says that she treated 350 people with the drug and no one died. And did she come out and did they come out and say, oh, we have a cure for this uh, for this COVID-19? It actually works. Where the FDA, hold on, while the FDA has not uh, label that as any kind, any kind of, uh, uh, it might help some people, some other people might die, but it's not officially a cure or a vaccine or anything like that. Cause if they come out, they come out and say that, I totally understand Facebook and Twitter for taking they said Like at, at the end of the video itself, they, she said that they're going to put the paper, their data out later after the fact. And then they did a follow a follow up press conference the next day. My friend uh, forwarded it to me, and mm -hmm. 
I think they I think that they actually did release or no, the doctors uh, websites were all, all their de- websites were getting taken down too or blocked because people are going to their websites to try to get in more information. So yeah. it's just it's just kind of like even if you wanted to find that information that you just asked for back, like how how can people find it when you're being blocked? Like you're being blocked on all the social media. You're being blocked if you go to their direct page and kind of look it up for yourself. Like you can't fact yeah, check but, it. Yeah, but there's, there's got to be a higher that. authority on this. Right, but you can jump you can't into be a group a of 10 people coming up and having a press conference and, hey, this thing works exactly. for the people I treated. There's got to be a higher authority. And, and in this case, in, our, in this country, it's the FDA. Yeah, two things. It, the, CD, the CDC is yeah. a myth, right? So two things. One, she did say the word cure. That's, it's not a cure. That's not, that, so that's just in, that's misinformation. Yeah, yeah, that was incorrect. So that was the problem. She said, you know, we've got a drug. I don't know why they're keeping us from using this miraculously cured, blah, blah, blah. So there's that. Number two is that you can jump into any of these chronic illness groups that are Lyme, chronic illness, whatever. And there are major doctors in there that have their studies that have placed in there from like, I went to John Hopkins in the Mayo Clinic because I have very extreme illnesses and I work with those doctors. They have those studies. (laughs) So you can go to those, you can find those places, uh, those things, other places. But unfortunately, I think, I think Facebook should have offered an alternative, not just took it down should have said, go here to see the actual factual information of the studies. And mm-hmm. that's what I would like to see more of is I'm giving Cause, an alternative. Because I, I, I thought like I because I think I still have her phone number in my in my phone. And I was thinking about like, should I, te- should I text her or, or ask like before well, follow up like, hey, what where can <laughs> I find more information? But I, I didn't like instead what I did was I talked to some uh, pharmacists since they they know these medications, they deal with these medications day in, day out. And what I was hearing from pharmacists was that they would never recommend this uh, medication. Like the only way that they think that it would work is if you put, you use all three and mix them together and it possible, yeah. like that's the way you, you would be Get able to- Get a cocktail of that shit. Yeah, you have to have like some kind of, <laughs> you have to have like hydroxychloroquine, uh, some, uh, Viagra what was it? and Tylenol. No, they said like man. a Z pack or something like. But that's uh, I'm not. Don't quote me on on this or, or whatever. I don't know for. I'm not a no, pharmacist. If, but, if, if, if someone else, but if that's but, else but, that but it's so crazy that the people that deal with this medication daily don't think it's uh, the proper thing to do right now. So. But if she had come out if in that group of uh, what was that that group called again? The America's the frontline doctors. Frontline doctors. Yeah. If someone else had come out. Uh, in that group and had uh, first of all, and I used the word cure and also didn't have the background that she has because she became the poster child, like the representative of that yeah. entire group. And some of the shit she wrote, I uh, think it's, wrote be- books about, it's because she spoke, it's because she smoked so passionately. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. But I mean, she took down a website because um, like she's written books. She's like religious books about how, I have a quote here saying that tormenting spirits are responsible for serious gynecological problems and impotence. Many many women suffer from actual sex regularly. Actual sex is the ability to project one spirit man into a victim's body and have intercourse with it. It's a practice that's very common among Satanists. Like, have someone else come up and do the speech. Don't have her with that kind of talk. 
I know. And now, and now, and now, it's not a good PR move. And now, I know it doesn't. It doesn't help. And now that becomes the headline. of like, exactly. Like, oh, it's sex demons and spirits. Exactly. That's all I know about her. The sex demon thing trending. I spoke with this lady. Okay, I went. I've gone all over the country, like for with Lyme disease and Addison's and what I have. The three combo triangle of what I have is very hard to treat. So obviously, go Obi. You know, you just go to the specialist that you can figure out that can find it. I went to this lady. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, I left because I, she, did not, she did not recognize Lyme disease. She said that it was not real. And I'm like, okay, well, why am I here? Heavy metal poisoning. She told me that I had a demonic spirit that she could see. She it's could like see. like Miss Cleo all of a sudden? Attached to me. And then and yeah. <laughs> also, not to get too far into anything, but I had been celibate for a while. And she actually told me that I had gotten a, a spiritual demon vaginally um, and that I needed to do a cleansing. So there is, oh, there, this is not just wanna... going on on a, on a larger scale. I mean, I can't imagine how many people are going in on that. Now, I can, I personally can dissect the two and say she could still be a really good doctor of sorts when it comes to studies and, and still have some, you know, strange uh, thoughts about religion. But the one issue that I do have is that she kept quoting, and I saw this, no offense, Adrian, uh, you know, I love you and I'm thankful that you're on my Facebook feed. I knew I was going to get in some stuff tonight and Ernest, you're, you know, on here too. But I will say this is that there's this argument that's being made and I'll make it quick that all drugs have side effects. Absolutely. I just, I just said it. We've seen it. We've seen them. Commercials yeah, that and say we all like snowflakes. Things. Right. Something that can kill what, you can cure somebody else. Absolutely. Yeah. But what I will say is that this particular drug is when you're saying that it can cause something in 1% of the population or 0.0008% of the population, they have to say those side effects. That's one thing. But when you have a large number of people that are going into cardiac arrest from a medication and that they don't come back from death, it's one thing to say my eyesight's going or it might cause me a little stomach ulcers or diarrhea, right? Or somebody might have an allergic reaction. That's very different. So I just want people to, I'm not saying either way, which way you want to go, but just go to the studies and look at the numbers. I'm more likely to take something that is 0.0008257% as opposed to 2% of the population. So that, that's where my, my yeah, last point, I don't want to die on any hill here. So I know, but you, but you know, like, like Kim, you can relate to this more than I think uh, everybody else. Kind of when we're like in the hospital, when we're hospitalized and we're kind of, we've tried every kind of solution. Like, you know, people realize, or I don't know if people realize when people are talking about ventilators, that's like the last step that doctors yeah. try because they've tried pretty much, they've exhausted every other option. So the ventilator is like the last step to kind of keep them around for a little bit longer. If this, if, if you're in the hospital with COVID and you've been, you've tried every kind of other option why not if that why not if somebody's comfortable trying that medication as their last step why not allow them to try that medication as their last step it pretty much is all i'm saying like because just like well who, who's, who's some called? some some people some people get better some people don't like it's it, there i think we're, the, we're as a country we're waiting for this vaccine and we're thinking it's going to be like this cookie cutter thing that's going to be for everybody like and it's going to no matter what your your health story is or underlying disease is going to be able to hear, heal that. But mm-hmm. 
I'm not so sure. And, and I'm not even sure that 100% of the population is going to even try it. I think we'll be lucky if we get 50% of the population to try this vaccine at the way, the way people 20. mistrust science. I, I, yeah, I'll say 25% yeah, of the people are going to take this vaccine yeah. when it comes out because so many people distrust science like so so bad it's just it's so i don't know how we got to this or, part as a country or a culture i don't know or well, sorry I think, alex i think also too well no no it's just i think i think your your percentage is probably spot on when it comes to like a vaccine like the original like hey we got a vaccine for this like i would i would agree with your original percentage until people start getting it mm. then that number it was like oh well, I finally got COVID. I guess I need to get the vaccine for it. It's like we were talking about earlier. Like it, we're reactionary, you know. Well, like I've got COVID but, and but I'm with not this, the vaccine. My family won't get the vaccine, but I, but that's because to clarify that it, it's not because I'm anti-vax. So I want to clarify that not everybody that doesn't get vaccines is anti-vax. My children right. were vaccinated, but again, I have health issues that vaccines cause problems for me. So we gotta, you gotta factor in decision-making abilities and where I'm coming from, and I want to leave my point of view here, is whether it be the videos that go on Facebook or it be the use of the hydroxychloroquine is that we're adults, okay? And we're, we should be, as Americans, we should be offered the information correctly to make a decision that's right for us if we want to take a chance on like obi said on a medication because in, especially in what we deal with in chronic disease we do i mean people fly over to germany to get stem cells and everything else that can kill them um so if you if you want to try that drug or you want to try that combo i think that we should be given that option as long as we have the information just like with anything else i think that we should be able to see some of these videos while being warned hey some of this information may not be correct do your research but when we're taken it's taken the, the right is taken away from us that we can't choose as a 40 year old woman facebook is telling me what i should believe or not believe that gets a little tricky for me like it's a little bit fine line-ish for me uh, i understand it's fact checking and all of that but like obi said it seems like they're fine tuning what they're they're picking and choosing as fact checking and that's where i think that we're running into some issues and with that the vaccine as well i got covid it's fucking terrible. Sinjin got it. My son got it. It's horrible. But what I will say is, is having that, um, I can't say that I would risk what I know my body does to that va with vaccines. I've almost died. My daughter's almost died from vaccines uh, just because of our reactions. So I can't say that everybody will run out and get it just because they get COVID. But I think that we should be able to make reasonable decisions. And right now as Americans, we're not doing the Here's the information. We're doing the, I got my PhD doctorate from Facebook. And yeah, that's what I'm I Yeah, I'm Joe Schmo, and I saw an article <laughs> from a website that yeah. I like, and then that, yeah. I take that as fact. Uh -huh. I, I, I think the, what you said, it's not about being offered the information, because that's not going to happen. If, 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 the, if the government or whatever local authority goes, hey, here's a list of some credible you know, sources, here's some resources, there's some studies, here's some statistics. And if you look anywhere else, but these places, it's bullshit. And well, I, that I, way- Well, also too, I think, uh, hmm? well, no, I, I, I just think it's, it's, it's almost kind of sad that we've, that, that, you know, from growing up a, as a kid, you know, like 
we got the news from like three people. It was like Tom Brokaw and Walter Cronkite, you know, and that was like credible stuff. Like these guys were actual journalists that you knew what they said. They, they vetted it. They fact checked it. They did everything they could to make sure that they were putting out the right information. If they got it wrong, they admitted it. Mm-hmm. And they went back and said, hey, this is the information I found. Now, fast forward 20 plus years, we're in 2020, and and social media it's so fast. is where we get our facts from. It's like, it's so like, you'd rather like, be fast. Where, the first where, where, and be, be the right. Did, did anybody what, watch what the newsroom? To our country? Did anybody watch the newsroom on HBO? Anybody? Yeah. Oh, that show's great. That was a great show. Yeah. So for those who don't know, the it's HBO Max now if you want to check it out. Um, it's about a, uh, Worth getting. It's, it's about a, uh, a, a, a TV network really that tries to actually be right instead of being first. So the kind of topics that they tackle, they actually fact checked everything. It's not about, um, uh, uh, so much about an opinion or left or right. It's like, look, this is the news. This is the news that I grew up on. You know, this is credible and this is not about clicks. It's not about, you know, social media we, we're trying to do journalism as it's meant to, to be made um and so i i think that you know being bombarded with information 24 7 to where i mean i saw ob got into a a, a facebook fight with somebody recently <laughs> and, and i just like, read, like and all no, no, the look, time i i know i don't know i don't know why no, you keep i know. doing that shit but the thing is, I, they, I have they, hope they, in society. <laughs> I know. have hope in society, and I know. But some people are hopeless, man. You got to leave them behind. It's, it's not. Yeah. You can't. One it's, thing. It's one thing. One thing. I want. I want to just like my last two cents on this topic is people really need to stop making public health issues so political. Like for some reason, with this topic that we're talking about, either the people that are for a drug are like identifying themselves as like Republicans or conservative. And then the people that are against it are like the liberals or the left or this is not even a, this is not a political issue. This is a, a public health issue right now, but people like both parties, like kind of take the pick their sides or something. And, and it's just people arguing because they're, they're against that other political party. Like stop making everything in life political. <laughs> Please no, you know, you know I, I learned early when I when I came to this country, uh, there were three things you could not talk about with people like openly. Yeah, was, uh, sex, politics, and religion. Those are the three topics. Like if you bring that up, it stirs up emotion. It stirs up people get angry. People get really riled up when you talk about those three things. And case in point, like politics now. If if you're if you're in a public setting, well, granted, pre-COVID or now online actually. And you're you bring up anything political, then you're asking for it. You really are asking for it because yeah. it, it, it's so people get so passionate, especially when it's stuff that like either doesn't affect them at all, or they just want to make a point so they can appear like, look, I'm better than you because I'm right, you're wrong. That kind, that kind of dichotomy, and and it's not it, it, it doesn't help. It really doesn't help. The reason why people all over the all over the world are laughing at the U.S. right now is because they're like, "Why are you making this a political issue?" They didn't do that overseas. Well, it, 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 if this happens, if this whole thing happens in any other year than an election year, it's a completely different thing. You think so? I don't think I, so. I, I think so. I think I, so. No, no, it, it's amplified because I, I of the election so. year. It's amplified because of the election year. However, I, the the 
four years in the presidency goes by real fast. As soon as you hit the second year, you're already already talking about the next election cycle. And not 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 yeah. to, to forget that in this country, every politician is in constant re-election mode all the time. That's all they do. They want to stay where they're at. So if, if they're going to bring up a, an, an issue and take a stance on an issue that's going to allow them to stay where they're at as a senator, as a congressman, as a mayor, as a anything, as a judge, then believe believe them when, when they go. You got to believe when they start talking about this kind of stuff and making everything political because they want they want to stay in power. They want to stay where they're at. This, you're in election yeah. mode all the time. Yeah. And you take that, a stance that, yeah. all the time. You have we've to. Been watching, you never we've been make watching it. this current election for like two years now. Like, we... I mean, in, in, yeah, in, I in 2016. Say, I think it's just election year. Like, the, yeah. I, I felt this this polarizing stuff going on for literally four years. Yeah, like, I mean, Trump doesn't help either. But I'm saying as soon as <laughs> um, in 2016, I mean, no, in, in 2012, they're already already talking about 2016. And people get so caught up in the and that's that's the way it is. We just gotta, you know, keep talking about these things and we gotta, you know, there's always a left and a right, there's always a right and a wrong. And it's like, when do we ever just sit back and look at the stars for a little bit and say, Hey, I think we're gonna be okay. Yeah. Well get but but I I I've said this before, like you gotta get rid of those parameters. You gotta get uh, to me, I feel like having political parties already de- creates a divide. Like that's I feel like I've I've felt this for the longest time we've touched on it before like just get rid of them get rid of what just get rid of political parties just get rid of but then what? No, rid of, like, no. but how will we choose I'm our just, officials then what do you recommend well I'm just, just have i mean just have people just go and run i mean like in the original like whenever things started like we would have these people run yeah there were parties but there was like eight or nine of them like there wasn't like a there wasn't like a split down the middle. Yeah, yeah you have some more parties, not no parties. Right. Yeah, more well, parties. Okay. I have a bigger. Well, indi- yeah. Most people are in the middle. I'm just actually. saying, like, well, I'm saying, but just ha- just like already putting the divide into everything already already just sets the stage to be able to 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 fit people and paradigms into your way of thinking, and then you never even want to hear the other side. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like it's just a, a constant divide every two years for, you know, House seats and Senate seats and then every four years for the presidential. It's like, and we're okay with that. Like, it's, a, know, it's an okay the, thing. Like, oh, yeah. The fact just, that, that we're okay with, with people being uh, on the Supreme Court for life is insane to me. Mm-hmm. For oh, life. They're appointed. Yeah, they're appointed, appointed for life. <laughs> like, for life. This is not a, yeah. look, you might, have, might not have all your marbles, but by the time, these are already old people. Yeah. But it's like for life. That's a that's huge. Like you can you yeah. you you can't um you can't like switch it up just to 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 see what you know what's gonna happen. It it, it it's it's crazy to me. It's, yeah. It really is. Yeah, you got you gotta have new you gotta have new fresh ideas and stuff like that too. I was just looking at the comments really quickly. Sinjin actually popped in because I asked him I asked him to fact check something for me because I never look, I don't like to look stupid. Uh, I don't like to get things wrong and I get things wrong, but he, he was saying that uh, just what I was thinking too, because what I saw in the groups until today, like most people didn't even know that the FDA actually revoked using the, um, the emergency use of going back of hydroxychloroquine. They revoked using it as an emergency use for uh-huh. a reason. So okay. I didn't know that either. He actually just found that as well. Um, 
I don't know if we could change topics. I just had a question at some point uh, for you guys um, right. about uh, Breonna Taylor's uh, murder. They said that the FBI just they said the FBI was opening an investigation, in, you know, into that. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts if you thought that was going to be a fair, you know, investigation, or if it was just like a look, we're doing the investigation and we already know what they're going to come out with. What were do you guys hear about that? I, I'm a, I'm gonna be a skeptical and go with the latter because it's taking so long. That now they're just doing it because there's a lot of pressure. That doesn't mean that they actually do it right. Yeah. Um, so that that's what I think. I'm glad that people yeah, are still yeah. like talking about her case and, and all that. But it's like as, as it, it feels, should be it, talked about still. So what? It's yeah. It should be talked yeah, about still until something is actually done about it. It should be. Yeah, I'm glad that uh, they're legislature that they don't have the legislature in place that would stop this from happening. So when people, I think a lot of us are detached. We see it happen in another state, and we go, "Oh, thank God!" You know, our police probably wouldn't do that. But actually, a lot of our states don't have the legislature to protect us from that. From you no, no knock warrants. No knock warrants. So I, I think bringing, even if it doesn't go anywhere fully for her, that would break my heart. But at the same time, just because she, there's a number of reasons that this one is, is personal to me. Uh, but I think that it would break my heart uh, if, if people let this die. The awareness, I think, would be to take it to legislature so that the no-knock warrants could be reevaluated. Yeah, I'm yeah, glad that there's an investigation for, for a few more happening. Months. And there's also there, like, I guess, uh, Vanessa Gellin's uh, family, the Fort Hood uh, soldier. Their, yeah. Her family went to the White House today to talk to Trump, and they said they're going to open up an investigation for her murder as well. I think it's good. It's just it, it's it it sucks that it takes so much uh, pressure. Like, we can't we can't depend on our, like, justice system to kind of just do the right thing from the oh, jump. Oh, no. Like it, it's 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 crazy. Well, it like, also, yeah. Well, like it. Well, when it comes, I mean, like, kind of like you know, shifting gears. I mean, look at look at the the Washington football team. The owner Dan Snyder, like, he had to wait until money was an issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sponsorship was an issue mm -hmm. to yeah. be finally say, yeah, you know what? We need to get rid of this team name. Yeah. Like, I'm about to lose FedEx. I'm about to lose this. And, I, and like. like they're they're called the they're going to be called the Washington football team. Football team. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So okay. No so, animals. So, nothing. In, in, hold on. Hold on. In in defense, you got You got to understand. Like, for and I read a Forbes uh, report about it, like it takes teams not just to change a name, just to rebrand, like a year and a half to do. I'm I'm and sure it's, it's colossal they're, in they're, terms of the money. They're 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 probably running into all kinds of no. legalities. And then there then there was this guy, I can't remember his name, but he bought up almost all these different DC related nicknames uh -huh. and bought the <laughs> bought the rights to them. Uh, so this guy has like hundreds of names. I hope that, he gets a lot of money. He's just waiting. Yeah. Because he, he never thought that that would happen. The Washington football team? Yeah, out of the most generic one, too. Seriously, like so. No, so now nobody any any team, to, any team that plays in Washington can say with, with football team, Washington football team. It'd be like what yeah, that's team? lame. I'm sorry. You that's, that's, gonna, what football? They should you should ask a five year old. Uh, no, but, but what yeah. football team are you? Football the Washington team. Ninja. No, you can say ninjas. That's football But you know, but you know what the craziest thing too is. He like it, like he was worried about money like being taken away like 
from his team. That's why he wanted to change the name. But yeah. this is going to make them so much money. Rebranding makes you so much money because everybody has to go and get all that new gear again. Like, in the, you can't use your old jersey anymore. Sure. They're, they're all the new swag all they're, over. They're you make get, so much more get, money with the rebrand. Yes, but hold on, well, hold on, hold on. They're about hold on. to make a whole bunch of money just from this Washington football team thing because people are going to buy all that stuff. And then whenever they actually do rebrand with a new Again, team, they're going to buy that like stuff twice. too. It's like twice. So hold on, hold on. If, if I'm a team, if, if I run a football league at a, at a Washington and the name will be trademarked, so, like, you can't even say, hey, this weekend we're playing the Washington football team. Right. <laughs> 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 you, what city are you playing today? To, to you know, and you know, and you, and you know what's even crazy, too, what's even crazier is that uh, EA Sports, the team that they make Madden, yeah. they actually got rid of all of the logos, Redskin name, and they just used, like, the EA general, like, EA logo for the Washington football <laughs> team. They're a creative player. Team. <laughs> yeah, they're basically a creative player, but uh, but no, it just it just goes. We we're kind of like going back to the the original thing. Is like, why does it like money is like it, like the real reasoning have to for for change to make like it just it speaks to the morality of the people that could have made this change way before the pressure of money or or social media pushing or activism or whatever. Like, why does it have to wait? For yeah. that, like, why can't just people like the moral compass of a lot of people just are just they just don't have one? Did you did you guys see watch the the hearing with uh, Google, Facebook, Amazon, and Apple? No, I missed they were, it. They were testifying for um, it's it's the same shit that they did it two years ago. So they get all this the those four CEOs and they go, hey, you guys are violating you know antitrust oh, laws. Privacy. Yeah, privacy. I mean, Facebook for privacy. Amazon for antitrust, uh, Google, same thing, Apple too, because they're saying that, I mean, but before the meeting, there were, there were articles going, hey, here's some of the issues that, uh, you know, Congress should actually br- bring up. Like the fact that Amazon is ruining uh, like local mom and pop shops because they'll actually push their own Amazon branded products so let's say yeah. I'm, I, I do a kickstarter and i have this brand new product and it i sell it on my website and amazon's going to have the exact knockoff same thing but a knockoff and push it on amazon and what, where do people go they're not going to come to my web- website they're going to go to amazon yeah. uh and how you know facebook is just like you know with the, pri- the privacy issues buying buying whatsapp buying instagram um but then I mean, it's it, going to take it's going to take companies to do something like massive to all brand together to kind of knock amazon out of the game like isn't uh doesn't doesn't nike rem- they removed all their product off of amazon and it's only available on their website right mm-hmm. is that yeah. is that yeah. the brand know. yeah i think Maybe. like until you I, I start getting all I these companies all the companies that start removing their their product because from there it's you're fighting like a a mountain range. No, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. Like Facebook got fined uh, $5 billion by the European Union. I think it's fa- Facebook. No, Facebook it was Google. It was Google. It was Google, $5 was billion Google. by the European yeah. Union. Yeah. And, and so you're like, that's, that's nothing to them. You know, it, it, it really is not. So, and when those guys go in front of, of, uh, of Congress and then you have these old people asking them, so you mean to tell me that you can't fix my email and I still get in spam and all that stuff? You're like, 
why why do you even bother at this point because they the people that are questioning them like have no idea what to ask them these are like like political reps and they don't they're not it guys they don't know exactly what to ask them so they're just like it's a cakewalk for them these like yeah nothing ever comes out of those those things i don't know why they keep having them i think it's silly it's a waste of time and these guys are just sitting there they're really it's it's formalities just to say Mm -hmm. that they did it Mm -hmm. just to you know like hey we did this we you know we talked to these guys like all right Uh Uh you know like it's just going through the motions for them because like i've seen some of those videos and the questions they ask them and you can see like zuckerberg's just like are you serious what like you asked me that question (laughs) like like are you really asking me that like you're like some of the questions that they get asked are just like yeah that long pause i'm like uh okay did you guys uh, see that today's world uh national you know awareness for sex trafficking uh today is the, the awareness for that and that's actually a big topic that's been up lately too did not see that sex trafficking yeah, day? So today, today i mean sex trafficking sorry today. <laughs> sex trafficking not, well, awareness for sex trafficking. <laughs> so not like globally bach okay today is not sex like, trafficking day everyone wow not, celebrate not, i don't know who your people are okay yeah. but mine are going uh. against it so uh but yeah that's a good awareness feed your kids it's sex trafficking day what's it called um uh i don't know my dad uses a lot of this shit duct tape so there's a lot of photos with it and like you said another hashtag and and i i didn't do it today because it's my daughter's birthday but i also thought tomorrow you guys aren't going to be posting these photos but it's the duct tape with uh sex trafficking victims that have gone missing on the the name so that was a huge thing in the feed today as well um, but again, I, I worry that it's not going to go further than today with that those duct taped photos. It's not. Yeah, we'll see. It, well, it, it it can. It just take it takes it takes you know people to want to want to do it. Like it, it it takes people that. I mean, I have you know I have I, you know like just I I have a ten year old daughter, right? Yeah. Like I mean that that stuff like that hits home. Like me and my fiance, we were watching the Epstein Filthy Rich stock. You yeah. know, we haven't watched the last episode yet, oh. and I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm just like, uh. like I, that made that. I mean, and I've seen all kinds of crazy movies, and you know, like I've seen the crazy gory stuff, and I'm like, that it just hits somewhere different. Yeah, you yeah. know, and and, Wait, and if you're watching it, that's that's a that's a silver lining, uh, kind of with the sex trafficking thing that. And hopefully when people watch that documentary, they see it kind of brings awareness that this is a major issue. It's a real thing because I think some people are so disconnected from the word sex trafficking. Sometimes they think it's in a movie or it's something that doesn't happen to their neighbor's kid. But when they find out that their neighbor, that kid that was just walking home from soccer practice got snatched up. Um, we got here in Austin and, and I bought my daughter Mace and all her friends Mace. They were just going down to get pizza. But I still was like, uh, I'm still going to buy that. I'm not going to make them live in fear. But when I look at the numbers, of girls that have actually, I'm not going to go too deep into conspiracy theories. I don't know anything about that, but the actual numbers of women that and girls that are sex trafficked. I mean, it is a topic that we should be talking about. And um, I do agree with the people that are saying that we are not speaking about that. We're arguing about these other topics, but we're not talking about the sex trafficking problem that we do have in this country where a lot of our teenager and young women are just disappearing. And uh, I saw that a lot more today and I like you have a 10 year old daughter and I have a 16 year old daughter as well and it's something hit me differently watching that Epstein um, documentary she's old enough 
for me to watch it with her and my mm-hmm. son. I, we, I, we do those types of things. And uh, they weren't shocked by it, actually. I was more shocked than they were because of what they've heard. Um, Maddie and her friends were followed down the street here in Austin by a guy and he kept wanting things from them and taking pictures of them. Uh, so, you know, they're already aware of that, but I just, I wanted to give some acknowledgement to that today because I feel like, uh, there, there are some topics that go like when we see a photo, a video of like George Floyd being murdered, or we know that Breonna Taylor was murdered, or we know that people are arguing over hydroxychloroquine. That's more the forefront. But sort of in the peripheral background are millions of girls going missing, and that's millions. So we're going, you know, this many people died of COVID, but millions of girls have also gone missing and either are sex slaves or dying from sex trafficking. So I just wanted to slide that in. Yeah. Well, well thanks for thanks for bringing that up, so people are more aware about it. Um, there's a, uh, there's there, a wait. Hold on, oh. no, I want to give a resource. Like, we can't okay, just do okay. a hashtag. Sorry, shit. sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's a website. If you go to United Nations uh, website, there's a uh, the Blue Heart campaign, uh, and there's all kinds of information. And you're jacking my thing. Wait. I was share at the end. You said share something. You're jacking my stuff. That's really dope. <laughs> you got a bunch to share anyway. You're already so. on it, but there's might also as well a- squeeze it, squeeze it in right now. That was it her dope sense. thing she wanted to share. No, no, it makes sense. But there's also the 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 government the usgovernment.org. Um, the State Department has uh, and also a link that if you go to this the government website, um, twenty ways to fight human trafficking, and it has a bunch of resources there as well. So let, let's do this from now on. If you bring up any like social issue or topic, let's not bring it up just to bring it up. Let's have some kind of CTA to back it up. So yeah. uh, right. a website, an article, a study, yeah. or something like that. And I can add that to the show notes uh, because cool, cool. Uh, social sense. media activism is not Be that effective. Productive. Yep. Um, I want to talk about this uh, Garrett Foster situation that happened oh. with uh, the uh, protester that was um, shot downtown here in Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, did it did it make national news? It did. Yeah, it was yeah, national news. Okay. Um, actually, man, for some reason I have a brain fart. Can somebody kind of give like the <laughs> so Garrett a um, recap? Yeah, so Garrett was downtown with his g- girlfriend, who was a paraplegic, mm-hmm. uh, quadriplegic, and she was in a wheelchair. He's her caretaker. He uh, is you know, using his constitutional right to wear an AK-47 across his chest. Mainly he was using that. He had been quoted in uh, many, and in a publication and saying that he knew that he couldn't use that with police officers because that would look violent. So he wasn't a violent person. He wasn't going to the protest to be violent. He had actually been out there every day for 50 days um, protesting every night so peacefully. He wasn't doing anything. Um, there's different reports. Obviously, you're going to have different uh, eyewitness accounts depending on what the agenda is. But most people do agree that there was a car uh, during the protest that approached, approached protesters, um, and he had his girlfriend. And as he saw the car approaching the protesters, he stepped in front of his his girlfriend's his uh, wife. His wife. Sorry, my apologies. His wife, and um, he was there to protect her. And as he saw the you know, the car coming, he stepped in front of them and he was shot. Obviously there were people that heard the shots, saw the shots, how it went down. There's an alternate version that said that he 
Bolt, his AK-47, that was strapped across him mm-hmm. and shot at, pulled it and was going to shoot at the driver. There's no evidence of that mm-hmm. happening. It, and, and that's so, not true. Right. And so that was what people spun it at first. Uh, but he was shot and he did he did pass from from that. And that, that's what I gathered from several different resources. And they have the 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 driver and the driver custody. was taken at like at the day of he was taken into custody and they questioned him because the driver think, fired some shots first and then uh, <clears throat> sped off, called 911 later, was taken into custody, gave a report. And another protester, not Garrett, fired like return shots at the vehicle as well. Right. So Garrett never fired his his uh, gun at all. He just I the the whole the whole situation is like a very unfortunate chain of events because I could kind I can see both sides I can see how the situation looks from both angles I can see I like I watched a video of like how it happened and that and if when you watch that video it happened so damn fast mm-hmm. like literally you you hear the the car like honk. The whole crowd starts walking towards the vehicle, and then literally within like a couple seconds, shots are fired. And I, and I can tell like if a guy is open carrying a rifle around his his shoulder, and you're inside of a car, you don't you and you see a you don't know what's going to happen next. But it, at the same time, just the the fact that there's all these protests around, you're you're so willing to kind of like start shooting. I don't know. It's just a it's a crazy reaction to me to have, and I, I, feel, I feel really bad for his family and every all the other protests because five other protesters were were shot in this whole mm-hmm. incident also. They but they weren't as badly injured as Garrett. Garrett's the only one that uh passed away. Right. But um, you know, as always, when something like this happens, people try to find something in the the victim's background that will like justify hey this is where you get shot and there was something yeah. about antifa i think no like circulated. The, the, the thing that the, the one the one thing about this that really just I, it pisses me off or it it, it it rubs me like it's just really disgusting is all the people that kind of after the fact when garrett passes and you want to kind of start calling this this guy a more I see all these different people saying, "Oh, you play stupid games, get dumb results," or you call this call this guy a more like this guy. He's a vet. He's been out protesting for a cause that is very important to him for fifty plus days. He's mm-hmm. he's trying to stand up for people's rights. And but you like after somebody passes, you want to kind of go and tear down their name and destroy they're not they're not here to defend themselves or or stand like he didn't do anything didn't do anything wrong at, at that in that incident and you, but you want to go to uh, on social media and you want to start insulting people and call and just like insulting his family and all this stuff it just makes no sense like at the end of the day that's that's a that's a life <laughs> like why what yeah. what what purpose it's- does it serve to you to kind of go on and and tear somebody apart I don't get how this makes you feel like a better person. And I got in, that's the, I think that's the, the thing you were referring to on my Facebook. This guy was like coming in and just could, could not let it go. Like that, that, oh, he, he was pointing his gun at this guy and driver's side. Like, regardless what, what it was, he, he didn't do anything wrong at that situation. Like, 
and it's just it's a it's a shame. It's it's just a if shame was, that like it, it, if it, it happened for, to somebody, for, if it happened to somebody close, then you have a totally different point of view. Uh, until until it, it hits you, it, it hits you close to it's close to home. You can talk shit all you want. People are going to do well, that. Regardless. Well, Alexi, well, it, it, I was going to ask you because you've served. Uh, I actually saw a lot of vet, like ex vets and people that had been in the military that spoke from the mindset that a lot of people were saying he was carry, carrying an AK-47, which is legal in Texas. People mm-hmm. should keep that in mind. That's legal. He wasn't doing anything illegal. And also he was in the military, so he's very comfortable with that gun, very comfortable carrying that in a non-threatening way. So I just, I mean, from your perspective, knowing that, like, just they were painting him out to be someone who was already hostile when they he went with that gun, that people would be perceived that. But you being in the military, you know that that's not always the case, carrying those things. Well, not always the case. I'm not going to speak that. That was not what I meant to say. No, no, I, I understand what you're, what you're trying to get at. And, and uh, I'm, try, I'm trying to be, for Sorry. me, this hits home. Cause, no, 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 it, it hits home for me because this is a vet that didn't die in combat. He didn't die defending this country. He didn't die, you know, trying to save his platoon or whatever. He died here on American soil. That happens way too damn much. And mm-hmm. it, it, it beyond breaks my heart. Like, yeah. sorry. Um, yeah. You're I up. Got it. Like, cause for some so, 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 so for me, for, from hearing you guys and y'all, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I've I've purposely kind of removed myself from from social media because it was starting to make me feel certain things that I just I didn't like who I was starting to feel like. Mm-hmm. And from what you guys are saying, people, veterans or not, that were trying to paint a veteran, a fellow vet, or a person that defended their this country for their right to do whatever the hell they want to do here, and they're trying to paint this guy. They're trying to throw this guy's name in the mud. For for somebody in the military, and I try not to, to use profanity, but there's peop, there's a specific thing that I would I call those people. And those are shit bags. Yeah, <laughs> Fuck them. I, I mean, agree, you you 100%. have you have to be a complete shit bag. Doesn't matter if he tried to fire his gun first to defend his wife to defend a crowd of people. It doesn't matter. This guy did what ninety nine percent of the rest of this country does not decide to do and that served this country okay i i'm not a person that likes to wave the flag of like oh i'm a vet i should get discounts blah, blah, blah. i i i don't do that i'm not a banner flag like but when it comes to stuff like this like it, it just it, it, i don't know man like i it, like i i liken it to um like Lawrence of Arabia, the guy did like amazing things in the movie. He did all these battles and did all these things. And what did he do? He died at home on a motorcycle. Yeah, like a tragic a local, way to lose your life. You know? yeah, a local it's Austin like, Reilly, is that y'all's paper here? Was uh, quoted a local pod, politician saying exactly what you're saying. Saying it's pretty incredible a veteran could die here exercising their first and second. Second. Yeah. 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 It, it happens too much. It happens too often, too much. Like it, it just. It, yeah. And I, I, I just. I, and just, on it, top it, of it that, me. on on top of that, because he he became a vet to go and defend our country, like in in our in our army, and then over here he's still like fifty straight days defending 
people's rights for black the black lives matter in the in the portland protest he's out there in solidarity still like standing up still doing what what the thing that made him join the military in the, in the first place and he gets murdered over here and then for a mass amount of people to come out and start just disintegrating his name like it makes it so it's so but you know it, disgusting it, it happens it happens no matter it happens no matter what i think yeah. Uh, and I'm going to do a, a, a whataboutism. I don't like whataboutism because it, it really deflects from <laughs> from the from the topic. Another topic, but the issue at hand, you know, when things like that happen, um, you hear things like, oh, well, if it were black and there's an investigation, then there's no way. First of all, black guy walking around with AK-47 down Congress Avenue, you know, that would have been a thing just on its own. And on top of that, the guy gets gunned down. Oh yeah, we'll find something about him. Like he, you know, he uh, he shoplifted when he was fourteen or some bullshit like that. And we'll just did that under the bud, and then we don't talk about it anymore. So who didn't steal a piece of candy from the grocery store when they were a kid? I did. Like, come on, man. No, 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 but, no. But I'm saying they just they just sort of make into a bad guy. Like he deserved yeah. what happened to him. At the end of the day, it's still a life. Yeah. Nobody deserves it's to it's die. Still alive. Exactly. Nobody deserves to die so, in that way. So when, like, it's just it's just nobody does. When, when you talk about even when you talk about George Floyd, this whole movement has never no, I don't want to say never. It got amplified and triggered by the George Floyd incident because everybody saw it. But um there was a I think there was a similar case in France when it was a white guy. And it got just as much press because it was like, hey, that's still a life. Still, somebody who died under the knee uh, under a cop's knee, and 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 uh, that. Th- hmm? No, go ahead. Well, just I, I was going a different way. One of the arguing points that just kept coming up repeatedly was, if I had someone like an AK forty seven is very scary for me, and so uh, that's scary for I I can. I can have compassion for the driver. That's what I kept seeing a lot of people say on Facebook. So my retort to that was, then why do we have open carry? Like if you if you see a group of bike bikers that are walking down the road or at the national capital and they all have AK forty sevens, you you are not challenged by them. So why why would you be challenged by someone like Garrett that was at a Black Lives Matter protest? It's because it's in a different context. So I saw that argument a lot. That was like, well, it's hostile, and it's like, but it's not hostile when it's you and your uncle shooting AK forty sevens on your ranch. It's not hostile to you when someone's just carrying it casually. That's your friend. It, um, so I don't actually buy that argument. I just wanted to throw that in because sure, someone private messaged me just now. So I just wanted to throw that well, in. And, well, and, and even and even too for me in in the, in the training and firearms that I got, like you know, in the Navy, I don't know what branch he was in, but um, but in the Navy, like when we're taught to have firearms, like we're 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 taught not to use them. Right. Mm-hmm. Until it's like, you know, like until, until there's like the last resort possible. We're taught not to use them yeah. unless it's mm-hmm. like unless it's our life or, or theirs, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, again, I can't speak for the Marines or the Air Force or the Army. Um, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's obvious he's a veteran. He's been trained to use that weapon. He, 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 he obviously. I mean, from pictures that I saw, he, I mean, he had a properly holster. I mean, the guy knows what he's doing. It seemed like he was competent in what he was doing with that weapon. And, I, you know, when it comes to people that have those weapons, like, dude, if you're competent in it and you could show that you're competent with a weapon, I mean, responsible with it, 
then have it, man. Like if you could legally do it, then do it. But, yeah. but, but there's a responsibility that comes with it. And it sucks that, that, that people are not, that, that are, they're just going to the, well, you know, well, he wore an AK-47. You get, you know, he was. Yeah, we get. The one thing, the one you know, thing that's like, the one thing that speaks. Uh, one thing that speaks volumes about this whole situation is, you haven't heard shit from the NRA. You haven't heard shit from the people that support <laughs> the, the Second Amendment. You won't. Like, uh, like you when, won't. whenever it's, whenever this, like, is it because this happened to be like a. A, a liberal kind of protest. If it was on a conservative one where they all kind of wanted to open up the government and they all showed up at the Capitol with their machine guns, like machine guns or, or AK 47s, whatever, <laughs> like, and one of them got gunned down, would y'all be standing? Would they be standing up then or would they be this, this dead silent about it? Because it's, it's so crazy once, that once, it's, once again. it's so crazy that like, when, when the same rights that people that they claim that they're they're so for and they want to support and, and want to make sure nobody ever violates them, when you see those rights being violated in Portland, or when you see it being like kind of not shown the same respect at our protests or or not even our protests because this this is like a very the BLM is a pretty mixed group of of demographic that's at these protests, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that is just that whole side like don't speak about anything they don't they don't stand up for any of these rights so what are you really like what are you really supporting at this point because if you're not going to stand up for self-preservation you're not going to stand up for when these when people <laughs> like when politics when people are ripping a, a, a vet's right that he's open carrying which is his right that's his second he, he he's allowed to do that he's not breaking any laws and you don't come out and support and and stand up for that and you're just silent about it what are you what are you really doing what what, what is your stance what is this organization organization for like it's just it's it's hypocrisy it's just blatant and and I'm, the public you know is aware you, about it too you shouldn't be i mean at, at this point it, it's almost like it's expected yeah like there, there's no we, we of course not going to say anything about it of course is not going to step in and say oh this guy was actually exercising his first amendment right and his second amendment right at the same time, blah, blah, blah. They're not going to do that. So it's, it's even worse if we expect the fact that they're not going to say shit. I think because we're just numb to it. We're like, yeah, whatever. You know, it's just, just another story. That's the, and then on to to the next one. We we are numb. We, as a society, we are so numb. Answer to, you know, uh, respond back to this just because it's immediate. So Faith says, no disrespect, but I don't believe in open carry to prove a point. I really don't care who it is. Hmm. Well, first, it, I, it, I wish you would. Again, 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 you know, I, it, and I mean, I, I respect her opinion on it. I mean, I, I it is, it's, for I me, just, I, 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 it, it, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like posting things on Facebook. Like, what is the real reason why you're doing it? Like if it's if it's a if it's if it's a reason to benefit, then all right, I guess do it. I mean, it's your it's your prerogative. But if it's if, but if it's like to, to 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 flex your muscle and and do this, I think that, a lot that, of it like is there's that. There's no there's no. Well, yeah. Well, I, so it's concealed carry it, better than. Like, but the pre- the previous interviews with Garrett, by the way, previous interviews with Garrett that are published do uh, say that he brought the he he wore the gun. Because he believed in his amendment rights, 
And he believed that um, it was to be used at a, a last resort. It wasn't to be something that was flashy. It wasn't something that was used to be intimidating. It was that riots had, had protesters had, tur- protest had turned into riots. There had been things that had come up. And he, being a trained vet, was someone who knew how to use a weapon easily. Um, and he was exercising his legal right. Now, I have different opinions on gun rights, just as you may faith. But I am saying in the state of Texas, it's legal to have open carry. So I think to speak to what my point in bringing up the open carry law is, is that people were saying that they were scared or they could they had compassion that he was walking toward the car. But these same people that I was seeing saying that they were scared are out shooting with their uncles every weekend or they're out <laughs> on the, the state capitol with these AK-47s. Exactly. So I think that was that's the point I was trying to make is that we can't yeah. pick and choose what who, yeah, yeah. who we say can open carry and that's only all i was saying it wasn't necessarily like yeah. a gun rights issue it's just don't be like obi said don't be hypocritical and say this guy was carrying an ak-47 so is your grandpa so is your uncle your neighbor down the street you guys get together and you do all that stuff and you you chose that at this context black lives matter protest to say that you you uh, empathize with a driver that thought an AK-47 coming near him when it wasn't unholstered at all was dangerous. But when you're walking at the gun range and you don't know the na- you don't know those guys at the gun range. I've been to a gun range with my dad. You don't know those guys. They might have some some trauma. Um, American sniper. What was his name? Um, do you remember the American sniper? The guy oh, that got I forgot oh, his Chris. Name. Uh, Chris uh, Kyle. So he, he, Is it Chris oh, Kyle? Yeah, Chris Kyle. So he was killed at a gun range uh, because with, you know, by another veteran. And I don't, that's not to down anything, but you don't know anything about people's mental health or anything. So my point being is that you can't pick and choose who to be scared of. And his wife is a quadriplegic too. I I will, I will say this, the more, the more responsible gun owner died that night. Definitely. Because last time I checked, I was never trained or I ever seen anybody being trained shooting a gun out of a car. Like like the more responsible gun owner perished because of an irresponsible gun owner. And that's, that's where like, that's where I'm in this weird, like in this weird, like, ah, you could like, yes, I'm okay with people. If you want a gun and you are are capable of doing it, you could could pass whatever FBI, whatever red tape you got to go through and get it. But the responsibility that comes with it. I mean, it's Spider-Man, man. Like with great power comes great responsibility. That's <laughs> yeah. You yeah. could you could put that that quote to anything. Like if you have the power, I mean, a, a, having a firearm is a, is power. Like it is. One. But you have to be have to bear the responsibility that comes with it. And if you don't, if you have any sliver of doubt of that, then you shouldn't do it. Like you sh- you shouldn't get one just because you want one 100% what what Alex just said 100% because uh if when you watch that video like dude there was not enough time for this guy to pull that gun out of his glove compartment and she like that gun was sitting like was, was already was right close there. by like it, it was, was right there on your lap like it was, it was intentional. intentional you drove you drove you one one whenever any of us see a pro, like a protest happening what do you do you drive around. You don't intentionally try to drive through it. Like it's just you're just asking. Oh, but for there trouble. are fine people on both sides when that happens. Yeah, there, there, no, <laughs> yeah, there, no. He he has a perfectly good reason to want to drive through that 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 protest at that given point. Like it's just it's 
it's ridiculous. But I'm gonna just say this: this is also a fact. Like both the the guy that was in the car and also the protesters that returned fire, they were both legal gun owners. They both had permits. Like I guess me, I'm a legal gun gun owner too. But it's just like what Alex just said. Like that comes with a they lot should of be responsibility. Taken away, that's for sure. Yeah, it comes with a lot of responsibility. Like firing your gun into a crowd of of like he's very lucky and maybe that it only hit Gary because you could like firing that many rounds into a, a large crowd of people that are around your vehicle. Like you could have taken out how many different people. Like it's just it's it it was just it was irresponsible. I see a comment. Can I ask a question just uh, for my own sake and those who may be watching the comments and don't sure. know a question? any of you who may know this. So Paul was just asking, uh, he said, Alexi, you made a great point, but he also talks about uh, the other side of it um, and how murky this can go legally. But he uh, made a, a phrase here. Um, he says, and I'm not familiar with this phrase, maybe you guys are. Um, Did you see the photos where he has come up to the car door with the AK most definitely at low ready? Most civilians don't recognize that as definitely not the rifle is pointed at the ground. Yeah, Wait, I so, saw so, so Gary walked up to the car with his, with his. So what does that mean? Already, though he he, I saw the photo that he's talking about. There's a photo at the car, but the the rifle's like pointed at the ground. He has it like his hand on on the like uh, where the trigger is, but it's pointed at the ground. It's not pointed into the car like this, where he could see the the barrel of the gun. It was just, uh, but but I like I thought about it too. It was like. If I'm inside the car and I just see, I just see like the shape of the the AK-47. I'll I'll, I'll give him the benefit of that. I, I I could say that that driver at that moment feared for his life probably because see you don't know what's gonna happen with that gun at that point. But it still is just a <clears throat> I don't know. It's still just like a so, unfortunate so, chain so, of events. So for my from for my again this is I mean God. Man, I can't believe I'm thinking about this. Like, I was in the Navy, you know, eight years ago. But, <laughs> but so, 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 so low ready is like, like, so think about, you know, you see all these movies when they ready, aim, fire, right? Uh-huh. So when they ready, the gun is down, but they're ready. It's a ready position. So you already have your hand on the, you know, on ready trigger. on the trigger. It's already ready to be aimed. So it's ready. So it's at a low ready position, but I mean, ready aim shoot. Like you're, it, yeah, ready, and then the aim is is it is it's low is raising. So 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 low ready is like you like you know the gun's pointed down. You're not holding it. It's it's nothing, but then low ready is it's a it's a tactical position. Okay. So like you see you see a lot of tactical like you know groups moving. They're always at low ready. They're everything's ready to go. So whenever they they just they just tilt up those holsters. How they have those guns. It's it's a quick, it's just a quick dip. Yeah, I mean so the, the gun is already the, uh, in a position where all you have to do is is just tilt it up and it's ready to go. So I mean, there, there's because I thought it was strapped to him, and so that makes sense to me. Thank you for answering that. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's, it's it is strapped. I mean, it's right there. Yeah, and there's very little wiggle room for it to lower go it there, but it's it's at a position to where all his the stock is already at his shoulder, and all you have to do is just turn and aim. Okay, so. So from, from what I've from what I've been training, and I know that that's that's low ready. It's just being in a ready to fire position. So with the investigation going on now, I mean, I see Paul's point. Like it's it's going to be a he say she say type of deal, where because there's only so much um, evidence out there. 
I mean, even a video that the journalist shot, like you don't really see much because it happened so quickly. Yeah. So it's going, it's going to be, it's going to be messy. I think it's going to be messy. But it may also set a precedence um, as to like, um, I mean, I don't see any gun laws being changed just because this happened, but I don't know. This is, this, this is going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be talking for an hour and a half. Uh, right. so, so, uh, no, sorry, I, I'm, I, I saw, uh, I think it's Paul that put this, uh, the photo up. So uh, for those who aren't, who are not watching, uh, Paul put up this photo and it does, it does show, I mean, it's kind of an obscure photo, but I mean, you see, Let me see in the I background, can you can see in the background, um, the high elbow, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. On that. So yes, he is at low ready, but. Um, I mean, at at that point, and again, I I can't I can't speculate on what the situation was, what was going on, stuff like that. But from from what I know and and what I'm I'm seeing in that photo is that I, I mean, he probably just went into what he was trained to do with that weapon, you know, just to be at that ready position because he 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 anticipates something could happen, so he wants to be prepared to react to it. I mean, I, again, I can't speak for him. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, that's my opinion. That's, that's from what I see in that photo. Um, but I don't know. It's still, it's still the, the, the bottom line is a veteran died on American soil by another American. I mean, yeah. it's, it, you know, by, by, by someone that for whatever reason just decided to be irresponsible with power that they had. Yeah, I, 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 I wanna, that, that's that's point blank. That's how I feel about it. It's just it's sad. Yeah. Um, I hope something I hope something comes of it. Um, and honestly, like I, you know, I feel like the people that fired their weapons from a motor vehicle, like they shouldn't have a right. Like their their rights should be lessened or stripped. But you or, can't you can't enforce that. You can't really regulate that. I mean, it's like that 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 one. Uh, those lawyer, the lawyer couple that came out with guns when there was a protest coming outside of their house, like. But they're charged with felonies now, though. No, they are. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, but if, yeah, but, if but if they get convicted for felonies, then yeah, they they don't have those rights. Those rights are kind of the rest are gone. Like you can't you can't be a felon and legally legally carry yeah. or legally legally get them. Yeah, I, I just think it's I just think it's crazy that somebody can murder somebody and and they're released. They're they're out. Walking around like they didn't just take a life. This past At the end weekend. of the day, I think intent's going to come and play a huge part in testifying witnesses. What were what was Garrett's intention in walking toward the car? Was it to defend his wife and those around him? As an ex-vet, he knows that he's trained. He knows that he's there in case something's going to happen um, with someone who looks threatening. Uh, that they're going to play that part, and on the other side, there's going to be the fear factor with the driver. So it's just really going to come down to who's believable in that scenario. I think exactly. in the end. Yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's, it's, I think the thing is, it is going to be a slippy slope. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, we want to rest in peace to Garrett and his yeah. family. I hope you are. Man, we talked a lot about death this time. <laughs> yeah, a lot Herman came, Maligby, and Garrett Foster. Let, 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 let's make a. I mean, I know there's a lot of stuff happening every day, and we try to bring up what's what, uh, 
like current events. Yeah, we go like over that. what happened throughout the week. This is a this is a rough week. Yeah, this is the rest in peace week. Uh, rest in peace episode. Shit. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, who's got some dope shit to share? Obi, what do you got? Um, my dope shit. <laughs> you might make fun of me, but uh, Beyonce made like a visual music video that's on Disney Plus. So. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I think it looked yeah, pretty cool. A preview. Yo, Queen B has some it, cool, cool projects to share with us to, uh, on Disney Plus, wherever it has that. So check that out. Sweet. You want something positive out? Yeah, like, I want to clock I out a, of all the lighter note because this this has been tough. Well, what about yours? What is yours? My mine's easy. Uh, I mean, it's easy. It's something that I've been promoting for 20, 20 plus years. Uh, it's it's the We Funk Radio. I don't think yeah. I give them enough. I don't think I, I don't give them enough shine. Uh, so We Funk Radio is a radio station out of Montreal. Is they've been doing it since like 1996 or 97, and they have over a thousand shows. And for every show, they pull they put up the full playlist, and it's funk, hip hop, soul, Latin jazz, Latin jazz international yeah, music, so. and it, it's a great way to to learn um, about new, to discover new music. I just signed up for Spotify, really. Like, I'm probably the last person to sign up for Spotify. But I think that I'm a big, I'm a big DJ fan. So they'll have guest DJs on. You can find out any, um, any songs. You can favorite them. You can favorite uh, shows. You can find out more about the artists. And, and then go to Spotify and maybe find out more about them. So uh, wefunkradio.com. They have over, like, yeah, 1,030 something shows. Uh, it goes deep. They have so much music. It's incredible. So shout out to Professor Groove and DJ Static. So yeah, that's my dope shit for the week. As soon as you said DJ Static, I was like, bah, bah, bah. like, I don't know why I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just oh, I should have had that. Oh, you should have done it. Oh, dang. That was good. All right, what do you got? Uh, we need, we need a soundboard now. Yeah, you know oh, what? Uh, so, so me and the fiance, like we uh, we just got done watching like the whole series of The Office. So we were like, hey, what are we gonna watch now on on, on Netflix? And uh, we've been watching a lot of documentaries lately. And uh, the one that we watched recently was called Knock Down the House. Oh, and it's about, um, uh, I mean, it centers around uh, these up and coming no political background people that run for Senate house positions and stuff like that. One of them is AOC that they focus on as well. And uh, you're talking about like, they have a, a lady as a coal miner from West Virginia or coal miners daughter. She's trying to run for a position, a, a lady in the first district in St. Louis uh, running for, for that house seat. Uh, you know, just, just these powerful women that when you see, when you watch this documentary, I mean, for me, AOC, like she, like when she's talking, I mean, she, I mean, she, she's speaking, she's speaking my language. She's talking about like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a proud Boricua. I'm a descendant of African slaves. I'm a descendant of this. Like, I'm like, hell yeah. I mean, I want to go do something <laughs> in my life now, you know, like it was a very empowering documentary, man. I, I definitely recommend watching it. You watch these women that have had tragedy that have, that, that were from back rough upbringings that have lost, that have, that have gained, you know, just have had life. They're one of us. You know, they're not these political people that come from political families and backgrounds. They're just 
you and I that decided, hey, I want to make a change and I'm going to do it. And it's, it's a really good documentary. I would definitely recommend watching it. It's worth it. Dope. Dope. Kim, what do you got? So I'm going to piggyback on the Spotify thing. Uh, I think I put in the group. Uh, Michelle Obama came out with her podcast. It launched yesterday. Her first oh. guest obviously, would be Is Barack. Uh, oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really cool. Just seeing their interaction. We've already seen that. Um, you know, just if you're a fan or not, uh, wherever you, you lie on that, I think um, she's going to have some interesting people on over the this course of her podcast. And then just a side note, real basic as fuck as you can get, I am rocking Taylor Swift's, like, out of the blue, launched Folklore album that nobody knew it's was good. coming. Oh, it's not something I was already listen to the Taylor Swift album? What? It's good. Oh, you're I, like that? I listen to it. It's good. It's good stuff. Oh. It's good writing. I want to miss people that you, you, you didn't even date in sixth grade, but you, but you miss them. You feel like you had something with them. So like it's in there. It's Adele, it's Adele kind of like Adele mixed with Beyonce's air out the shit. So it's all there. It's great. Um, and then last, of course, not to beat a dead horse, but, um, I don't know why I'm just so stuck on this with the Brianna Taylor thing. Uh, you can go to justice for Brianna, uh, uh, dot org. Uh, to talk about you know legislation, get involved in that with all the links that would um, help you be more likely to uh, take action than just uh, a hashtag will uh, you know yeah. obviously do for us. Dope, dope. So yeah. I have all these links in the show notes as well, and I mean on the on the feedback.com website uh, under this episode as well as on iTunes wherever you listen to podcasts. I have those links there as well. So. Uh, First of all, I want to shout out everybody in the comments, people who have been talking. Shout out to Faith. Uh, shout out to Paul. I see uh, Ernest. I see Katie. I see I saw my bro on Chris. there. Yeah, your brother yeah. was on there. Yeah. Christina was there. Sinjin. I mean, everybody, thank you for posting yeah. links. Thank you for uh, contributing Peter. to this conversation. What's up, Peter? One of my boys from France. Like, I don't know why he's still, what he's still doing up at this time. Sierra. Uh, yeah, we've got a lot of people. So, thanks so much for tuning in. Obi, thank you, as always. What up? Alex, <laughs> pleasure. Yeah, man, good to be back, man. Good to see y'all's faces and uh, good to talk, man, and just having real conversations. And sorry, I have to call you out. You have to fix your mic. That's hope- <laughs> no, I'll get it. I'll get it. All right, all right. Come on, man. Don't pull back the curtain. Come on now. No, yeah, you. Good. You almost let him get through the whole show. No, you, oh, you thought I was going to let that shit go. Bad uh, has to roast people. He has to roast I got to hate. That's what I do. Nintendo one over over here. Yo, Kim, thank you so much as always. We'll be back. Uh, Let's see what else. Make sure you follow the feedback uh, on wherever wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Go to feedback.com. Go to thefeedback.com slash links. That's where I put the latest episode. Um, As if you want to subscribe, all the links are there as well. And we'll do the, we do this every Thursday, and you know, stay safe out there. Wear a fucking mask. Be nice to each other, and that's it. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Ciao, ciao. Peace, everybody. Bye.